Welcome to the Two Words Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John, and with me, as always, is the world's best tag team partner, Radio Matt. Radio Matt, how we doing today? Doing good. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Man, what a career. You almost, you want to see him come back to WWE, but at the same time, you do not want to see yeah, that. Yeah, you almost don't, because it'll ruin everything. You just, everything he's done. Just and, like when Sting came over, just like when yeah. uh, Broken Matt Hardy came over. You, you, you build something ruined. outside the company ruined. that's really good, it's going to get ruined if you come over to WWE. But at the same time, like... <sighs> L.A. Knight being the only exception, maybe. Well... Maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, because... Because <clears throat> if you'd have told me... Like, the... The, uh, the Zack Ryder that got... Um, that got dumped by Eve Torres at WrestleMania. Like that's not the same. Like Matt Cardona is nothing like that guy. Right. Not even a little bit. So <laughs> you you almost you almost just don't even want to kind of see it. Um, but what we do want to see is today's two words, and those two words are good guy. Because we've talked about bad guys before. We've talked about the bad guy. But we've never talked about the faces, the faces that run the places. <laughs> and so that's those, that's our topic for today. But first, hey, yo, are we just going to talk about, can, like, what do we have to say about the World Heavyweight Championship belt? <laughs> do you like it? I like it. Don't say that, Matt Coco. I know it's not big gold, but it's big gold enough for me. It looks like mini big gold. <laughs> yeah, like, it like looks baby big gold. Like it looks like they they gold plated a plate of pasta and then put the WWE <laughs> no, logo on come it. Come on, no. I just okay. So here's the thing: is I don't I don't hate the entire belt. Yeah, I really hate the logo in the middle. Yeah, with the little Daily Planet world thing if, on it if we were gonna do this we should have just brought back the big gold yeah but because it looks to me too much like um the north american championship to me a little bit and i'm not bit. a huge fan of that belt either um, and it's also similar to the intercontinental title is it the current one now or did they change that one now yeah, like no, the, 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 you're talking about the old one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that. The one that um, Shinsuke had for a little while. You know what I'm talking about? No. no, it's still the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's similar in Similar-ish. Similar-ish. I, but I, 
but, but like, don't don't you just have a problem with the way Triple H introduced that belt? I don't know how else he could have. Because I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> but. like not not that he did it on Raw and like not exactly what he said, but well, yeah, but what he said. Because he's like, he's like, well, you know, Roman Reigns doesn't have to wrestle too much. Good for him. <laughs> so we're gonna have a, you know, a yeah. consolation prize. The belt that's for a fighting champion. Yeah. Look, they, they, WWE painted themselves into a corner with the Roman Reigns never losing thing, um, wanting them to ha- put both titles on him when they didn't really need to do that. But they did that long before they realized, hey, we're gonna keep him champion forever. It just it, <clears throat> and I don't see I don't see any way out of it, honestly. Because now, other than abandon all of the work they've put into Roman, like now, you have to look five years ahead. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna have? The undisputed world WWE World Heavyweight Universal Champion Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. <laughs> Because you're going to combine the two again later. You know they're going to. <laughs> you split that. You had two belts. You had two great belts. Mm. Two wonderful belts with a wonderful history. And then you decided, no, we need to combine the two belts and get rid of this wonderful history. And then you're like, ah, but we need a second belt. So you made a second belt. And now you've combined them. And now both your crappier new belts so now you are have, combined into one crappy belt. Now you belt. have three belts <coughs> put into one, and you're going to have a fourth <laughs> in four years. And then we're going to have to, you know, it's just it's just, just a vicious cycle. Putting, the second Universal title is going to come out. <laughs> I'm, I'm so no, they, I mean, they are going to be re- redesigning... They're combining the two belts, the the WWE and the WWE yeah. Universe belt. They will combine them. It'll be one title. It's going to have a new design as well. The women's titles are also likely going to be changing different names, and so they're yeah. not going to be brand specific. So hopefully we won't have to do a stupid belt swap yeah. again after the draft. Yeah. Um, tag titles also getting redesigned because if you look at if you look at all the titles and somebody put up a I saw saw a graphic and it was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship the Universal title the Smackdown Women's and the Raw Women's and then in the middle was the new Heavyweight Championship and they're like obviously like there's got to be a redesign here Mm -hmm. you have four belts that look that have some sort of streamlined image and then you have this yeah it's not kind of the same right it's it's they're 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 all kind of up in the air of being changed here's currently so here's hopefully um i do like it better than the current wwe belt designs i'm just gonna put it put it there fair enough the the very big bold huge w thing was kind of cool yeah when the rock first you know revealed it, it the a rock. long time ago yeah yeah and you know, that was before the update to the logo. That was before the network update. Yeah. And so it still had the old Attitude Era logo. And it was fresh and sharp when they did it with the redesigned logo. Yeah. But once we got the second one and we're just changing all the women's ones to it, it's all very... I mean, why do I like the tag titles more than I like the heavyweight titles? Because <laughs> they look just, almost the same as they so, used to. so terrible. The so I'm I'm sick of the big W's. It doesn't seem to be prestigious. It just seems because that was that was the thing that we talked about with the big gold. Big gold transcended WWE. Yeah, it was you're the freaking world champion. That's ten pounds of gold right there, right. baby. 
But when you when all of your belts just have your company's logo and that's it, it's just okay. You're a champion here. It doesn't give you the feeling of you're the champion of the world. Yeah, he's the champion. You're the champion here of this group. Which sure that's true, but you want to give that feeling. Yeah, of it being a bigger thing than just your company. <sighs> so I'm I'm hopeful that more belts will tend toward that direction. Even if this isn't the perfect belt and if, you know, better options were out there, I think it's a step better than it is worse. I think I have to see somebody wearing it because it looked small on the table. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the other thing about big gold was like it took up like (laughs) half of Triple H's torso. (laughs) Yeah, it was massive. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? Who knows? Could just bring back uh, Daniel Bryan's sustainably grown hemp. uh, (laughs) Wood belt. Made of wood. <laughs> I love wood that and burlap. <laughs> I loved that belt, man. That it was, was a cool fun looking. Belt. I'd that like was to a own fun belt. One. Of all the belts I'd like to own, that's number one on the <laughs> list. Like just to own that one would be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> um hey yo. Endeavor uh is likely to be very hands off in regards to WWE Creative. The parent company of now both UFC and WWE is not planning to make any creative demands or even suggestions to WWE, uh, though I would hope that if WWE starts fumbling enough again that they're losing money, maybe. Your stockholders have in. to have something. Yeah, they might yeah. pop in and say, hey, maybe uh, maybe Vince since this one out. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. No, that's that's good, and I like that they're like ready to to take that as like we're not yeah we're not really going into anything. Um, here's hoping it here's hoping it can stay that way. <laughs> here's hoping it, the thing is it's just up in the weeds whether it's up in the up in the air whether or not um, Vince is going to stay out of the weeds. Mm-hmm. Like I you know, and we might have been. As a fan community, we might be a little too aggressive with the, oh, everything we don't like that's happening now is Vince's fault. That might not be the case. We don't really know which decisions were Vince's and which weren't. We know from all the reports that he's the one that screwed up Raw after WrestleMania. That's fine. But everything else that's happened whenever there's a bad show or bad decisions made, we can't 100% confirm, well, it's Vince's. Can't just be the scapegoat here? Yeah. (laughs) Because people said that about... King of the Ring being canceled and replaced with Knight of Champions. You're like, oh, Vance is back. Well, of course, he's going to cancel King of the Ring because he never really liked that gimmick. But, well, no. It looks pretty clear now that the reason why they had to cancel that tournament is because they were going to have another tournament for this yeah. new belt. And so they made that decision, and it looked like that was all Triple H. And Triple H has been the one spearheading the redesigned belts and everything. So, I don't know. We just need to... Be patient, be hopeful, maybe uh, maybe try and believe a little bit what Triple H is trying to do yeah. with kind of a, a whole overall story reset after but, uh, the draft split. But also, why are we so um, aggressively tied to King of the Ring? Like, that has not been a good gimmick or pay-per-view <laughs> for 15 years. I mean, it's true, but I think people I mean, King be. Booker was the last good King King of the Ring winner. Uh, 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 uh. Xavier Woods is so angry at you right now. I don't, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> no, he can it be. Great, it wasn't a great <laughs> It has, it's, you know, because they <clears throat> they pull it out for like a month and then they do absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, yeah. It used to mean something more. I mean, that was the kickoff of Stone Cold. 
Yeah. You know, like it used to be a big, big deal. But then again, also back then we also had King Mabel for a while and that was pretty dumb. So maybe not saying that we're all good. Maybe it's just hit or miss. Maybe it's hit or miss. You know, who knows? Hey, yo, Sonia Deville can rest easy or at least a little easier because the crazed individual who broke into her home that she shared with NXT women's champ, former NXT women's champion Mandy Rose, uh, with the intention of kidnapping Deville, has finally been sentenced to 15 years in prison. Uh, Deville has obviously not been the same since that happened, (laughs) taking a considerable amount of time. Uh, off TV, she's had some injuries and that sort of stuff, and even just like character-wise, she hasn't really been the same. And so we're kind of seeing her ramp back up, getting into tag teams with Chelsea Green. Um, ho- hopefully, this is mm-hmm. hopefully this is good. Hopefully, this can provide her with some closure because she at least knows where like this maniac is for mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that that will be good. But uh, but like. <laughs> Because, like, she, you know, and she started carrying a gun, right. got in trouble for it. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just not sure if, if there was, like, a cra- if there was a famous person that I was like, I'm going to kidnap that person. And we're like, I, you picked the one individual that is guaranteed <laughs> to just, to just beat your butt to your nose bled, man. Like. I'm going to kidnap the president of the United States. <laughs> National Treasure too. Like that was what I don't know. I that just it. seems but so so good for her. Um and good for good for our legal system. Speaking of tag teaming with uh Chelsea Green, um cool to find out the reason why uh Carmella just disappeared. Hey, that role. hey, you know? Yeah, she she pregnant. It she wasn't anything she, terrible. Yeah, well, it, well, you know. <laughs> Well, we haven't met the kid yet, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it's the product of Corey Graves and Carmella. How <laughs> things gonna come out with a fake tan and tattoos, <laughs> a neck tattoo, just a just fake tan and a an neck ever, tattoo. Of an a everlasting job stopper, just right there on the left, you know. Hey, yo, Nick Khan has assured everyone that the Writers Guild of America strike will not affect. WWE programming, as none of their writers are members of the, the WGA, <laughs> which is kind of like a, we don't let the union people be here. But he went on to say yeah. that they do support the uh, Writers Guild and hope that the agreement can be reached, though it is expected that the writer strike could last for months. So Yeah, like... like- Obviously, they don't hire union of course, yeah. writers. Like, uh, you don't, you don't have to tell me they didn't hire union writers. It's it's well aware in uh, in character of the company and pr- and quality of the product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that you don't hire union writers and then like scribble over whatever they've written. True. Like, yeah, yeah. what are they at this point? What are they even so paying right. their writers for? <laughs> You got an easy job, man. Write whatever you want now. They don't care. You're going to get changed anyway. So the last time we had a writer strike, man, that was the rise of reality TV. What will this writer strike bring us? Is that what? Is that really? Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess. I guess you're right. Was no, you didn't really need writers. <laughs> so they just. That's when. Like we had reality TV before. We had you know we had Real World and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that became the hey, we can make programming without writers. <laughs> We can try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, it's your turn. Yeah. You more? Um, yeah, I got a couple more. I only got one. Uh, I've got a lot of women's wrestling news 
Like this seems to be everything that I've got is all women. No, that's fine. Um, hey, yo, Alicia Fox has officially departed WWE after 17 years, and I was unaware that she was still employed by WWE. I don't recall the last time I've seen her. Oh, it's got to be years. The last time it would have had to have been during the um, during the big push to try to get the cruiserweights and 205 live going because mm. that was when Noam Dar was was in love with her. That's right. The lovely that. Alicia Fox. Um, but then like she also, I think the last time I remember seeing her, um, she lost a match. She started throwing stuff she she stole JBL's hat and jumped up on the barricade, <laughs> and then they just went to commercial and pretended like it never happened. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know. I mean, so what you're saying that she's been locked in a room for the last five years? Could could be. Yeah. I mean, how, I don't know. How old is Alicia Fox? <laughs> I got to figure this out now, because, I mean, she she can't be that old, right? Are you googling it? Yes. How old is she? She's 36. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, come on. Like, that's not... She'd go somewhere else. <laughs> she could go somewhere else, much like her uh, her friend, Trinity Fatu, yeah. uh, who's formerly known as Naomi, who, may, who is actually currently, probably as we're recording this podcast, making her debut on Impact. Really? Yeah, is that show that show was recorded I think Monday. Okay. Um, but she is she is officially going to be making her debut um, and challenging the women's knockout champ uh, one of the net women's knockout tag team champions. <coughs> That's cool. All right, all right. Well, hey, yo, WWE have instituted a new rule for talent when it comes to what they can post on social media. Of course they did. Tuesday's edition of NXT saw the latest chapter in the feud between uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Uh, while Jane would pick up the win in three minutes, she ended up being busted open. And she posted a photo of herself covered in blood on social media. <laughs> Such conduct is seemingly frowned upon within WWE now, as Brian Alvarez reported on Wrestling Observer Live that the new rule has been introduced that bans talent from posting images on social media of their injuries or blood. Uh, I think this is following Finn Balor's post of his head getting busted open. Okay. <laughs> Which was gross. And for anybody not, you know, in the WWE world or the wrestling mindset, you're like, why are we allowing this fake thing to happen if this is the <laughs> result? <laughs> there were two segments on this show where somebody ended up covered in blood, and apparently there's a new rule WWE talent not allowed to take pictures of injuries, and there's an absolute you are not allowed to take pictures of any blood whatsoever, Alvarez said. So, that makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean... Because there was a long time where they were like, if you show any blood in your match... Like, you know, that was one of the reasons Batista dipped, because he had gotten busted open... I think he had cut, is what yeah. he had actually... I think he actually That's, bladed. Sounds right. Um... But they were they wanted to find him like ten thousand dollars for it or something like that. Something nuts. <laughs> um, and my last one is just really a shout out to TikTok creator Java Johns Roasting, um, who 
he owns a roasting company for his coffee, uh, but he makes just a bunch of videos of himself making coffee in different ways. Oh, okay. With the Macho Man sound. <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning. Cup of coffee in the big thing. Yeah. Coffee in the big and I just, I will watch this dude's TikTok. Cup of coffee, man. Like six, just, just, I'll just keep doing it. Free kill, man. Um, so, so go, go at least follow him. I'm probably going to buy some of his coffee just based <laughs> off of those videos. That's what I'm going to do. Oh man. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, when we come back, we are going to be grading the new draft. So keep it here. This week in nerd history, WWE drops an F-bomb. Okay, more like a bombshell, when on May 6th, 2002, the World Wrestling Federation, better known then as the WWF, dropped the F from their name, rebranding as WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. CEO at the time, Linda McMahon, announced as World Wrestling Federation Entertainment, we have entertained millions of fans around the United States and around the globe. Our new name puts the emphasis on the E for entertainment, what our company does best. WWE provides us with a global identity that is distinct and unencumbered, which is critical to our U.S. and international growth plans. In more clear reality, the decision was made after the other WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, was successful in a court case against them in Switzerland and was threatening to take it around the world. Why? Well, this all occurred around the time the Attitude Era began, when the once more wholesome, family-friendly version of WWF wrestling was now trying to outdo their competitors in WCW by being more risque and adult. However, even before this, there were also concerns over various harassment scandals coming from the company. The World Wildlife Fund entered into an agreement with the World Wrestling Federation that the wrestling company would stop referring to themselves by their initials internationally, so nobody would confuse news stories and companies when it came to negative headlines generated by the wrestling company. However, a few years later, when the McMahon clan bought WWF.com and introduced a new logo, the World Wildlife Fund rightly saw this as a breach of that agreement. Of course, this change was no easy feat, and it took a while to catch on. I still hear the occasional slip-up reference to WWF nearly 20 20 years later. In many classic video collections and clips, you'll see the WWF logo either covered by the new WWE version or just completely blurred out, which would sometimes include every turnbuckle pad, microphone, jacket, lapel, title belt, and more, because they slapped that logo on everything just in case you forgot who the heck you were messing with, Jack. Only in the last few years have they been able to unblur those logos and celebrate with classic throwback logos on merch, no doubt largely because of a return to a more family-friendly PG playbook. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we just got done with the WWE draft, the new brand split, which hopefully, who knows, might stick, might not stick. And, you know, the rules... The rules don't exist. It's kind of like uh, whose lines in anyway. The rules don't matter. Points, points are made matter. up, and the rules don't. No, rules are, rules are made up, and the points, points don't matter. Either way. How is it? Two two millennials can't get that one right. <laughs>
Um, but so, so I think we had a pretty decent draft. I think both, both shows ended up with a decent, I mean, I know they're not like actually drafting, right? I think it makes some things up. Yeah. But you know, made some things, made some things work. Do you want to go over the list real quick? Yeah, let's go over the list. So, um, do you have the list in yeah, front I've of Yeah, I've got the list, yeah. So okay. Raw has drafted Akira Tozawa, Alpha Academy, Apollo Crews, Becky Lynch, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Candice LeRae, Cody Rhodes, Dana Brooke, Dexter Loomis, Drew McIntyre, though who knows if he's ever coming back, <laughs> Emma... Umberto and Angel, uh, Imperium, Indy Hartwell, Indus, sure, Indus, Indus, is it Indus? Um, I N D U S, sure. Is this from NXT? Sure. I don't know this is J D McDonough, McDonough, McDonough. I don't know. Johnny Gagano, K- Katana, K- uh, Katana Chance, and Caden Carter, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Masse and Mansour, I don't know how to pronounce them now, <laughs> Mason Mansour with Maxine Dupree, Matt Riddle, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones, Piper Nevin, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, Ray Ripley, Riddick Moss, Ronda Rousey and Shannon Baszler, Seth freaking Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green, Tegan Knox, The Judgment Day, The Miz, The New Day, The Viking Raiders, Trish Stratus, which is cool. I guess she's sticking around a lot longer. Yeah. Zia Lee and Zoe Stark. <clears throat> Big list for Raw. SmackDown, a lot smaller. Uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Asuka, Austin Theory. Bianca Belair, Bobby Lashley, Cameron Grimes, Charlotte Flair. Damage Control, Edge, Grayson Waller. Hit Row, Karrion Cross and Scarlet. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Lacey Evans, LWO, Pretty Deadly, Rick Boogs, Roman Reigns, Sola Sokoa, uh, together, Shotzi, Tamina, The Brawling Brutes, The O.C., The Street Profits, and The Usos. <clears throat> and that leaves the smallest of free agents, Baron Corbin, okay. Brock Lesnar, obviously, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Omos, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. Yeah, because we need to leave Omos open to <coughs> be able to compete mm-hmm. on either brand. Yeah. He's In case a, the ratings go down, we need to... He's a draw. Um, a lot of noises here, sorry. <laughs> uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Elias, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn? Exon Quinn, X Y O N Quinn. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the name is. Um, uh, <laughs> so I think that the, the the raw wins. The, the wins on this raw thing. Obviously, Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I think having Imperium. Imperium's a good draw. Judgment Day is a good draw. Judgment Day is a good draw. Um, I think that both, I think that both rosters, I think they did a really good job with their women's because they did not put Becky Lynch and Charlotte on the same 
roster. Well, you said that sounded weird. Both of them shows did a good job with their women's. Both of them did, did, did the lady, <laughs> rest, the the lady wrestling. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think you're right. They did a good job splitting that up. To and, and, they, and they made two women's rosters that, that like, I might actually want to watch now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very concerned, very weirded out by the bloodline situation, which I get that there's some, there's some tension, that sort of stuff. But why draft them that way? Right. Why draft, like, why them, draft separately? them separately? When you already have established you can draft the Judgment Day with no problem. Yeah. And I also love that they, they included Paul Heyman in the draft yeah, pick. Yeah, on They're the like, show, yeah. Paul He's Heyman! Not, not in like, the list here, but yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I really love uh, what Raw did. Uh, they put... Uh, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, and Andy Hartwell on the same brand because um, that was their faction in NXT. Right. And, like, you're, we're going to get to see that. Um, but you can also put all of those people separately. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it really, really works out well. I think SmackDown did a great job because they drafted, uh, to, to me it appears, they drafted more teams. And more groups. So, I mean, you have the, the Street Profits, you have um, the OC, you have Damage Control, you have Hit Row. Brawling Brutes. LWO, Brawling Brutes, Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Uh, We're going to see a lot of team-ups. Yeah. But then you also had a lot of really great, you have a lot of really great matchups with Karrion Cross and LA Knight and Grayson Waller and Cameron Grimes. Who I hope, they if they change Cameron Grimes' character, I am... I'm gonna. Sh- I'm going to go straight to the moon. I swear. I will. I will lose it. <laughs> um, I'm not looking forward to Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. I'll tell you that. Right. Why? Um. Why isn't Tamina in the bloodline? I feel like if they were gonna put her anywhere, a silent, like almost like China was in the original DX, just mm-hmm. a, a silent female. You know, heavy hitter in the background. I know yeah. Solo is kind of the silent, yeah, guy. But like Solo, user. if you're gonna have her, use her. Solo um, has like the brooding heavy, yeah, kind of the look down. Tamina always looks like she just doesn't know why she show why she's there. <laughs> she always has this look like, what am I even? What am I doing here? How am I? And still she's ups- here. She's confused and upset. <laughs> she's like, what's What's happening? <laughs> she's confused and she's mad that she's am confused. I, am I being paid for this? <laughs> um, so I, I do think it's very weird drafting the likes of Edge and um, that lady, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus, yeah. I think that was weird drafting somebody that's only going to wrestle maybe a couple more times. A couple more times yeah. in the year. Yeah, because. Uh, <sighs> Edge seems to have made a very definitive statement that he's probably retiring in September or November yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so on the way out for sure. So kind of, I don't know. It, it seems like there's a lot more, and I have no other way to say this. There's a lot more meat on raw. Like there's a lot, <laughs> lot more big meaty men for meat slapping. Oh, big meaty you know, men slapping like, meat. Bronson Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Um, I mean, even even you know Apollo Cruz isn't a. I mean, he's a short guy, but he's not small. So I'm surprised we're bringing him back. I thought he was good. On uh, goodness, everybody's trying to message me today. One time. <laughs> um, I thought he was he was good going back to NXT. I don't know why we're trying to bring him back up here. Yeah, but doesn't uh, really make much sense. We'll give it a try. Again, uh, Imperium though, uh, I think they're going to be a, a heavy hitter. Judgment Day, of course, is, has been fun. It just continues to be fun. They uh, they have not bored me to death yet. Um, I'm still happy with them. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins is a great pull for Raw. Yeah, well, and with <clears throat> with Cody Rhodes there too. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at some pictures here and. Um, with Seth freaking Rollins and Apollo Crews and Zoe Stark um, and Finn Balor, that's so many ab muscles. <laughs> like, like, look at the picture of Zoe Stark. That first one that comes up. That's a that's a freakish number of ab muscles. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure she's very proud of that, and I'd be proud of it too. But like, come on, that is. So many abs. <laughs> got like 47 abs. <laughs> Look at my bajillion ab muscles. So uh what do you think with this uh with this this Knight of Champions tournament thing? I think the the best option here would be to spit in Cody Rhodes' face again. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it. I think it should get down to where it's like Cody Rhodes versus Rollins again. That's kind of been the consensus that yeah. everybody really wants to and then, happen. And then Rollins gets the win because Rollins hasn't won, really, against Cody. Or yeah. at least not a spectacular one. No. Not one that mattered. And uh, I think Rollins would be a great inaugural World yeah. Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Um, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Raw because it's, it's got to go to Raw, right? Yes, that's the... Even though... I think technically at this point there's still SmackDown people listed internally in the um, tournament, but I don't know if yeah. that means if they win they come to Raw. Yeah, because <sighs> I, I think Triple the only H made that clear multiple times that that means that title is a Raw exclusive title. Yeah, um, I I don't want to put it on Matt Riddle. No, I think the only other option if you don't put it on. Um, Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes would be Gargano. That's the I'd be only happy other. Gargano. Yeah, that's the only other thing Ugh. that makes sense. To, there doesn't seem to be a reason to give that to him right now, but it could be the catalyst for you know like a major creative push. It, it would be too clever by a half to be put on Braun Strowman. Yeah, I no. don't think they be willing to give it to Ricochet just yet? Would they give it to Finn Balor? Would they give him another shot? They might give him another shot at not getting injured in his title match? At the very... At being the first holder of a title belt for longer than 24 hours. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like Rollins is probably the, the logical choice. Yeah. I mean... If Drew McIntyre ever comes back, but I don't even know if he's in this tournament. I'm not sure he's coming back, man. They're not. They're not meeting his. Uh, 
Not meeting his demands. And desires uh, whatsoever with the new contract. I don't know. <laughs> Dexter Loomis, does he need a title? I would not have a problem with it. There's a <laughs> lot of guys that wouldn't have a problem with seeing have the title. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to have your inaugural title be quite like that. Yeah. It needs to be someone more established as yeah. a champion. I agree. I agree. But I'm I'm happy with the list. I'm happy with the list aside from the free agents because it's like Yeah. There were a lot more NXT call-ups than I thought there'd be. Yeah. Which is good. This yeah. is good. I I like I like Well, now NXT we know why call-ups. we didn't get any on Raw after WrestleMania. Cuz they were just waiting. They were waiting for the draft. Which I guess makes sense since it was so quick. It'd be good. It'd be good. Also, have you have you seen Pretty Deadly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just took they just took the worst parts of the fashion police. <laughs> right. And it does. It does they said, hey, you guys know what, what they liked about fashion police? Let's get that out of here and let's just do the the rest of it. I'm just not a big fan. I, I don't know. I'm still leaning towards SmackDown as having the better roster. But with Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano and uh, Cody Rhodes, <sighs> I, I don't know. Raw's Raw's got a good. Yeah, I think Raw has thing going. just a just as good of a roster, but they also have more filler. Yeah, because of course their roster is two th- or a third bigger. They've got three hours to not fill with wrestling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, that's how man. that works. Yep. You have any more thoughts? Uh, no, I'm excited yeah. to see what happens. I think it's gonna be. I think it's good. I I just hope they stick with the brand split for longer than you know a year. We'll see. <laughs> I don't I'm mind not, them doing another draft. Yeah, I don't like mind every, a yearly draft. Yeah, yearly draft would be good. <clears throat> I think a time. yearly post mania draft to be good. I'm not. I, I I actually think it's great to have it after backlash to have it set up right here okay. to where. Backlash wraps up whatever storylines were kind of needing a, an epilogue. <laughs> that is good. You know, and it's then start fresh. That's good timing. This it's was good. good timing on them. It's well, good. when we get back, we're talking good guys, so keep it here. Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So yesterday I was at a Comic-Con, and it was wrapping up. And as we were there, starting to pack up our things, right at 6 o'clock, the show's over, everyone's exiting. One of the vendors, which was a bakery, stuck their head out from the side of the tent where they were set up, and yelled, these two words free macarons which you don't know macarons are the rice flour cookies that are expensive and cost like two dollars and fifty cents a piece so one of the bakers yelled out free macarons because this was a comic-con and you never know how many customers you're going to have in an event like this so they made too many and they had almost a thousand macarons left over but to a dungeon full of hungry nerds who have spent eight hours uh, trying to peddle their wares, uh, this was cause for stampede, where 
literally every vendor with an earshot dropped what they were doing and like Naruto ran all the way over to this place and they literally had bags for you to start filling with like they had a thousand macrons to give away and so people were like hungry hungry hippoing this thing and um i saw somebody walk away with like 75 or whatever it was nuts i grabbed a bag and i grabbed 12 and i had a i had an inkling i was like just grab an entire tub of peanut butter ones but i know me personally um if i grab them i'll eat them and i don't need that kind of uh pressure in my life so i grabbed 12 uh two for a friend and two for everybody else in my family call it a day like don't take more than i need and it reminded me watching these people grab this was like uh watching the nation of israel when it was dealing with the manna exodus 16 16 says this is what the lord has commanded everyone is to gather as much as they need take an omer for each person you have in your tent verse 19 says then moses said to them no one is to keep any of it till morning however some of them paid no attention to moses they kept part of it till morning but it was full of maggots and began to smell so Moses was angry with them. Short version was Israel had an opportunity to be blessed, but intended to actually take more than they needed because we're greedy, selfish people. And I think that's something we need to understand is that if we truly trust God, even with blessings, we should only really take what we need and what we can use. Doing anything more than that says we trust the provision more than we do the provider. If you'd like to learn more about faith and fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where today's two words are good guy. We're talking about the baby faces. You have the evil guys. You have the bad guys. You have the heels that really make wrestling fun. But for all bad, you need some good. And so today, we're just talking about our favorite good guys, because sometimes the good guy works out and we all want to root for him. Mm -hmm. And then other times we hope to see him get bludgeoned to death with a kendo stick like <laughs> weekly. Like there's just no in between. It's never like, oh, I kind of like this. Like, nope. Yeah. I either love you or I want you to be pushed off the top of a building. Um, so who, who, you know, because, and I was really thinking about this. In the 80s, you had good guys like Hogan and Steamboat, mm -hmm. and they were like superheroes, and mm -hmm. that made you really like them. Um, and like for, for guys like that, their good moral standing was part of their character. Yeah. And then in the 90s, there was this shift, and, and it happened with, you know, the Attitude Era and that sort of thing, but, but like, anti-heroes kind of came on the scene. Yeah. And so, so good guys like Stone Cold and Roddy Piper, like... That were that were good, but they were good at being bad, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I don't know who who are your favorite, you know, baby faces of all time. So I have seven here that are my favorite. Okay, um, Sting and Undertaker. Okay, Shawn Michaels slash later versions of DX. Okay, Mick Foley, John Cena. Hulk Hogan, and of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I also put Brian Danielson down in here. Okay. So, 
But here's the thing about a lot of those guys that you mentioned. Like, a lot of those guys that you mentioned were a lot better heels than they were good guys. Uh, I will agree with that. But most of these guys made the name for themselves, at least toward the back half of their career, yeah. as being exactly what you said, the anti-hero kind of characters. Uh, the characters that... Maybe weren't always like the big smiling faces. They weren't the John Cena's on yeah. TV every week. But when they showed up, you knew it was because they were about to mitigate some justice. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of, you know, Sting being revealed in WWE underneath the vigilante. that. Vigilante. Underneath that uh, thing that was supposed to be Seth Rollins' statue. Oh, yeah. You yeah. That? yeah. Like that moment. Those kind of moments. Yeah. Undertaker gongs happening whenever. You know, he's had enough. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in and helping the union when he didn't want to be a part of a team and he didn't want to be the leader of this good guy. But finally, he's had enough of this junk. He runs down to the ring and, mm. you know, unleashes heck. Yeah. <clears throat> like that kind of stuff is what really drew people into the characters themselves. Yeah. Uh, I have John Cena on my list as well. And we're going to talk about John Cena probably a lot um, during this conversation. Um Hogan was really always a great, great uh, face. Steamboat, like I've said, um, you know, Macho Man played a great, great face character, especially in comparison and in contrast with uh, Jake the Snake. Like they had this very, it was a very good dynamic. Um, Kurt Angle was always a very good fit, but it was always because like he was just so confused about what was like, it was almost like he had a very, uh, I, I don't know. He was, he was naive in his goodness, like the yippie Kaye with the little hi hat with a little cowboy hat when he was with, I think it was with, he was with stone cold and whatever he was trying to get into that group <laughs> yeah, and they would, yeah. you know, like that was always, all, Stone, but that was still a heel group. <laughs> Stone Cold, yeah. Kurt Angle, and Vince McMahon. That was when Stone Cold went weird. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it but it did make Kurt Angle kind of the baby face of the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and here's the thing you realize about Hogan though, is that Hogan was, was a good guy and he was such a good guy that it made him a better bad guy. Yes. See, cause it made like him, his, like nobody would have cared. You know, there, there was, there was always like who was going to be the third man and yes. like had sting been the third man in, in NWO wouldn't have, wouldn't have done anything Would've had, cared. you know, uh, Nature Boy been, you know, it yeah. wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked because yeah, he was still slimy. But, but yeah. Hogan, the superhero, was just like you said, it was yeah, yeah, he was a superhero. He was the closest thing we had to like the greatest human being on earth. And now we know better, but you know, like, <laughs> you know, that meant that when he turned, like, people lost their minds. One of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Oh, a hundred percent. Just for that fact alone, is that he had been such the hero, such the good guy for so long, to see him turn heel was just impossible. Yeah, impossible, yeah. unfathomable. Yeah, people so, started. So what makes chairs. so what makes us like a baby face? I really think it's it's what I mentioned there is that you 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 can't it, it can't just be you're a nice guy. Like yeah. what what really makes a baby face last 
is being that kind of reluctant hero. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're a good guy. You're not necessarily a good guy because, you know, you morally want everything, you know. Yeah. Biblical. Because you're not sleazy. It's, It's just like you're, you know, when too much is too much. Yeah. And you won't let other people get taken advantage of past a certain point. Yeah. You you stand for something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why John Cena was such a great... Because you feel like at least his, 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 uh, his purpose has always been like, I want to do what's best for the WWE universe. Right. You know, that has always been my thing. Um, which is why I think... That he needs to have one heel run, right? Mm. He's just, he's got to have one. You almost, we almost saw it. We almost had it. He had that, he had that program with Kane and he like, Kane was like beating him up and he, you know, kind of the tides turn and he had grabbed some steps. That's right. And everybody saw it and we were all just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then he like, you know, dropped it and ran off. It's like... If if I could see one guy do a, do a heel turn, oh my gosh! That is the same person I picked. I would I would oh, love yeah. to see John Cena come back with like a rock level prick yeah. attitude, like coming back from Hollywood, being yeah. like I'm so above this now, kind of thing. Yeah, and then just laying people out in the dirtiest fashion. <laughs> I would 100%. love it, love it. And then I think there are some that like they can't be bad guys. Mm-hmm. Because New Day was a heel faction when they, they showed started, up. They started, yeah. Yeah. And they just, and it was it so good. It did not work at all. It was so good. <laughs> it was so bad. To uh, to see them turn to the good side. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I almost just couldn't even imagine Kofi Kingston being. Uh, uh, being mean, right? Like, Kofi Kingston, you're a jerk. <laughs> you're a jerk, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think I think Big Show was a good heel too, but I think he was. Which a, time? Which well, one of the fifty thousand times? Yeah, I think swap back and but forth. But I think that, that he was a good. I don't know why we're even talking about him we're being a good heel. heels now, but yeah, but yeah, but. But he was a good heel. I think he was another one of those. His his good guy moments mm-hmm. made it like when he was doing all the people power stuff when he was when he was working for John Laurinaitis. Right. Right. Beating up John Cena it was like you you wanted you hated to see it because you're like, oh, it's so sad. He was the good guy. And now he's not. <laughs> he's he's the gentle giant. I liked uh, I liked Kane when he had his face face runs, um, especially the run with Xbox. I think that was that. that was great. Um, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan in WWE. I think his heel turn that he had, uh, the first one, the no 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 heel turn, mm-hmm. didn't work out all that well. And that's why they made it a comedy bit with him yeah. and Kane. And that was hilarious. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, his run as like the environmental uh, savior. Yeah. Heel thing. I think that yeah, was better. Yeah, he was hard to watch as that heel. That was better than the original one, but it still wasn't great. He's he's much more suited for the face, man of the people, underdog kind of guy. You know... I guess I just, 
because without that that heel run, uh-huh. um, we would have never gotten the uh, the Eric Rowan fake tarantula, <laughs> and I think that's worth not having to see. <laughs> because it's worth having a race from your memories, you know? Um, I mean, I'm not here to, you know, throw art away, but that was, that was not great. Uh, then we got like Mick Foley, man. Now Mick Foley had a couple runs as a heel, like shortly. Like at the beginning, he was kind of a heel and yeah. he came as Cactus Jack at one point and he was kind of a heel, heelish. Mm-hmm. But I think him as a person is just, just too likable, too yeah. lovable. Yeah. There's no way anybody could see him as a heel uh, after he broke out of his initial shell. Entirely too wholesome. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that um, that promo, that fantastic promo with all three of the, where yeah. it's mankind and do love having a conversation. They're all sitting down talking to each other. Talking about how Cactus Jack is the only one that can face Triple H and Triple H is losing it in the ring. Now we had to, we had to believe, we had to believe that yeah. Cactus Jack, the same guy was somehow so much worse yeah. than dude love or mankind that Triple H would be afraid. Like, no, I didn't sign up to face him. I signed up to face dude love. Yeah. Uh, but like it was the, his, his whole shtick, man. Uh, Commissioner McFoley for a while. That was fun. Uh, I've just I've never gotten tired of mankind. He's never let you get tired. <laughs> like he always just kind of backs off when it's a little too much. He's got a good eye for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, do you think like how weird would it be to see Rey Mysterio not be a face? Oh yeah. Like I'm just thinking like I don't think yeah I don't think I'd believe it. I couldn't I could just couldn't do it. He just and I and I know it's probably because. Like kids love him because like he can look him in the eye, but like <laughs> they love Ray Mysterio, right? <laughs> a mouthful of drink. <laughs> I really didn't want to spit everywhere. Oh my gosh! Like just, <laughs> he gets on their level. Right? Oh, you about killed me, John. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, but you know we're we're getting more antiheroes now. You know, with like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even uh, even like Jericho's run right now. You know, with AEW, he's still kind of he's still kind of face. He's always yeah. He's always on that antihero line. Oh, we didn't talk. Have you seen? This should go in the hey yo section, but um, you see a clip surfaced of MJF at five years old being interviewed on the Rosie O'Donnell show. That sounds familiar. He sent in apparently <laughs> his, like parents or something sent in a video of him singing "You Are My Sunshine," and Rosie O'Donnell was like, "We got to get this kid on the show," and like he's. Wow. Just like there's this interview and then he sings it on the Rosie O'Donnell show. And it's <laughs> we'll see the next person to feud with him when he's trying to be a big meanie should just play that. Just play that what song. What happened to you, MJF? What happened to you, MJF? You were so cute and adorable. Your feet didn't even touch the floor. Um, yeah. I, and then there's some people that just shouldn't be faces. Yeah. And that was Roman Reigns. 
Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns has a terrible face. I'm Miz was always a bad face. Miz has never a been face. a good face. It should never be face. Um, Dolph Ziggler's not even really a good face. He's not. He's not. He's not a um, charismatic face. He's yeah. a charismatic heel. Yeah. He's not a charismatic face. It's yeah. like all of his creativity leaves his body yeah. when he's a good guy. What about face commentators? No, do I didn't even really think about commentators. How do you think about like they have to have that? Yeah, don't they? like one of the grand injustices is when um, Michael Cole had to become a face commentator. <laughs> like, thanks a lot, Jerry Lawler, for having a heart attack on live TV. Because he he tells that story. He's he's like that right then and there. There's no chance that I can ever say mean things on air again. Like right. I just you know you broke the character right. and now we just have to move on. So, I don't know. I'm I trying to even remember, think. Like, I remember when Jim Ross. Jim Ross was always the face. Yeah. Uh, with Jerry Lawler, except for like one brief period yeah. where they decided to turn Jim Ross into this jerk. Yeah. And it sounded so weird. Bad. I hated it's bad. it. Bad. But, well, that's our show for tonight. Oh, <laughs> do we not have a show? What do you have? You just blindsided me. With it. Oh, we're done. What? I mean, what else? I feel like the conversation is I dying. See, I didn't see. I didn't see. We put a little bow on anything. Nothing. We're just all right. Bye. Bob, well, I don't know. Is there? Let's. Okay, fine. Make, I'll make put a, Bailey. Make Bailey uh, face again. Oh uh, yeah. No, we need Bailey face again. <laughs> I didn't even think. I forgot about face. But yeah. Let's bring back the wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing Jeez, Jeep man. It made me so happy. Her entrance made me so happy. Which apparently you have to have like a permit for in the state of New Mexico. To, own to one put of those? those to put those out in front of your business. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently. So I'd love to see face Bailey one more time. I I don't know. I can't deal with like the mom haircut Bailey. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, well that's our show. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that's <laughs> So I'm going to end all my conversations from now. Well, that's it. And just kind of walk out. Um, but no, I, you know, it, I, I, just, I guess the bow is that we focus so much on loving the heels that we forget there's got to be mm-hmm. a yang to your yin, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so um, hopefully, you know. Hopefully that dichotomy can can work itself out. I feel like too many guys are trying to go in to be just heels. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's more fun to play yeah. the bad guy. And it is. Kind of but, but that's how you get the women's division that you got. Where you got Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and at one point you're like, I don't want either one of them to win. <laughs> I don't know. They're who, both they're both who's meanies. The good guy here. Yeah. Both meanies. Yeah, and then Charlotte, Bianca Belair comes out last, and you're like, Oh the last three times Charlotte Flair was supposedly the good guy in the feud, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was very unaware of that. I just thought we had two bad guys. Two bad guys. Um Two bad guys. That's a restaurant I'd, I'd eat at. Anyway, well, if you if we missed if we missed a good guy, go over to our socials at two words LTN and uh, drop us drop us a like or subscribe wherever you're at and let us know. Hey, John, Matt, and but be nice about it because it's a nice guy comment. So you have to be nice. You can't be like, hey, moron, you forgot. So Dean Malenko or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> always forget Dean Malenko. Who doesn't? I always forget <laughs> that Dean Malenko is not a thousand years old. Every time we say the name Dean Malenko, I picture an 80 year old man. 
picture him in black and white. Picture, yeah, I picture him in black and white. Um, <coughs> but anyway, well, <laughs> can I say it now? Is that can I, okay? Well, that's our show. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We will be back uh, in a couple of weeks with our season finale. Yeah, five five seasons. In a movie, five seasons Is this in a the movie. Fifth season? I, we talked about this, and I, never I think it's. It up I think again. it's the fifth season. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, and then we'll we'll take a short break, and and we'll be back even more wrestling. Two words here: wrestling things. We may have to add a word though, because I'm I'm having a hard time. <laughs> might have to become three words pretty soon. I'm having a hard time with these titles. Um, but anyway, well, uh, for LTN Radio, my name is John. His name is Matt, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.